What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 28 of... Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs, joined by my wife, Brittany, and um, we're glad to be back in studio. Uh, this is uh, Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs. We have another podcast that me and Britt do every week together called Just Breathing Home Edition. That is, like it sounds, it's done within our home. We talk about family, parenting, uh, marriage, anything that has to do with home life. And uh, so if you're interested in those types of topics and uh, you want to join us in our dining room, we have that come out on Mondays. But this is Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs. So this is a place where generally, once everything is back to normal, everybody's kind of out and about, uh, this is the place where we'll have guests and talk to them about various things (laughs) going on in this world, this beautiful world, uh, this crazy world. And uh, But tonight, I'm... Get to talk to my wife once again, and I uh, love it. And um, yeah, how you been? Good. Yeah, since our last conversation, <laughs> since our last just breathing home edition. Uh, I mean, I talk to you every day, so that's pretty cool. These times are nice, though. Anything new? Anything new that is noteworthy of discussion? Hmm. Um, I don't know. There's always like crazy things going on in my head, but probably nothing noteworthy <laughs> of discussion. <laughs> the nitty gritty of life. Yeah. 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 That's why we have that uh, Just Breathing Home edition, and it's much more consistent than this podcast because uh, there's always plenty to talk about when it comes to parenting yes. and when it comes to marriage and when it comes to all of those things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Yes. All of the other problems in the world, all of the other culture stuff, all of the other fun things that we could discuss on this podcast just kind of pale in comparison <laughs> to that portion of our life right now. That is so true. If we had like a pie graph, it would be like 90%. It would be 90% all of those <laughs> things that we discuss on Just Breathing Home Edition Mondays. Um, yeah. So I, I thought, I don't know. I didn't really have like a, a deep discussion topic. There's so much going on in the world mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you been following any of the the stuff going on with um I was just looking into it today, uh the uh Israeli Hamas. Oh, um I heard about this, but I do not know about this. Okay. So if you want to just talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I bit. mean I can give like a brief overview for you and for people listening that don't know a lot about kind of the background on a lot of this stuff. So you have Israel. Israel is near the Mediterranean. It's near uh, Egypt. Egypt is, you know, south of where Israel is located. Um, just above Egypt, kind of on the border um, with Israel, is uh, Hamas. Okay. Which is a um, a terrorist organization that... Uh, basically positions itself in civilian territories and fires rockets into Israel. Oh, goodness. Um, This is what they've done in the past. This is what they're doing right now, as far as I know. I haven't looked too deeply into all of this, but that's what's happening right now, and they're firing rockets um, right into civilian territories. And thankfully, because of the region that Israel exists in, they have some pretty massive 
they call it the iron defense systems, mm-hmm. which basically shoots down like 90% of the rockets oh, wow, that's amazing. that are coming in. But it's it's in the more popular popularized, no, what's the right word? Populated? Populated, there you go. In the more populated areas, uh, it basically um, is able to shoot this down. But what Hamas is doing right now is they're just overloading. And they're oh. just firing hundreds of rockets. That's so awful. To try and overload the system so that a few get through. And basically, all of Israel right now is under, you know. Like in warfare, basically, I guess. Yeah, it's it's basically under bomb threat. You know, you have like the old, remember like the sirens in mm-hmm. World War II that would go off in Britain and stuff like that. Same type of things going wow. on right now. Um. It's it's very it's very crazy to me because it's it's it doesn't seem like it should be a very polarized or as polarized an issue as it is. Mm. It's very strange to me and I I I kind of want to get your thoughts on it as a person that maybe is a little more, you know, hands off on the <laughs> issue cuz obviously I've already summarized it and I put Israel as the nation that's being attacked right. and Hamas being a terrorist organization. Right. Right. Now some people would argue with me, but I know Hamas is a terrorist organization because the Gaza Strip in which Palestinians live, which everybody's always fighting for the rights of Palestinians mm-hmm. over the rights of, you know, their Jewish colonizers that they would see in Israel. Right. Um a lot of these rockets are going into the Gaza Strip where Palestinians are residing. Mm. So Hamas doesn't even care about the people that it's supposed to be right. fighting for and against the Jews. Right. right. Um, so it's a very strange thing to me when, whenever there's argument, whenever mm. there's debate, it's like, and I was just talking to you on the way here about libertarianism. Mm-hmm. You know, I lean more libertarian in a lot of my viewpoints. I don't really agree with our interest in being the world police and, mm-hmm. you know, putting our hand in a lot of foreign conflicts. I, I'm i more prone. I understand the nuance of that. And I think we should have a highly sophisticated military and special ops core mm-hmm. that are out there killing terrorists. Mm-hmm. I'm all for killing bad guys. I'm all for, you know, going out there and stopping schemes that want to come to my country and hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I understand the need for the military. I understand the need for especially special operations units that are so highly advanced now mm-hmm. that maybe, in my opinion, again, I've never been in the military, but in my opinion, from just the research that I've done, I don't think we need the ground troops there anymore. I think we need to Mm. leave these regions to themselves Mm -hmm. to fight for their own democracy so it's actually like self-made, not force this democracy upon people that don't want you there. Mm -hmm. Sure, there are some that love us being there. And if you listen to any troop, there are so many people that are happy that we kicked these terrorists right, out of their they, villages because those safety. terrorists are raping their children mm-hmm. and their wives and, you know, just doing all manners of horrific things. I want them to die. I don't know if our country needs to be the one that resides there to make sure these things happen. Right, right. And it's a very nuanced, very difficult argument. But, you know, so 
we were talking about libertarianism and that usually is where libertarians fall. They, they, they're more isolationist. They don't really want to be involved in these foreign conflicts. So that being said, I have no idea where I was going with that. You are somehow bringing it back to Israel. I know. I know. <laughs> and I don't remember. I had a point. What was I even talking about? So libertarianism, Israel. You, the one group of being a terrorist group. Oh, yes. I remember. So we were talking about how we try to bring democracy mm-hmm. into you know, these regions that didn't have it before. And I like the concept because democracy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Democracy leads to individual, you know, growth and, and wealth and, right. you know, all of these wonderful things that would bring up these countries into the modern age and really pull them out of poverty. Um, love democracy. I don't know if you can force it on somebody. I don't know if you can that being said, to bring it back to Israel, which was my main point, was we already have a democracy, a a declared democracy, a you know, uh, a democracy that was formed by its people mm-hmm. in Israel, mm-hmm. and it's the only democracy, functioning democracy that exists in the Middle East. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. The only one. Wow. Every other one is you know, a total. To- totalitarian type dictator. Yeah. Essentially. Some have a little bit more leeway, a little bit of voting systems that aren't really there. Yeah. Um, as we saw with the Arab Spring and all of the uprisings that happened, you know, a few years ago. Mm. But, you know, Israel is the only democracy and it's surrounded by countries that are very clear in their genocidal desires to destroy Israel and wipe the mm. Jews off the map. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a, it's a weird thing to me in this, this age of Black Lives Matter, in this age of Asian Lives Matter, in this age of Trans Lives Matter, um, in this age where I've seen people get canceled, I've seen people lose their jobs, I've seen people, you know, come after other people that are anti-Semitic. Mm. When it's needed. Yeah. But when actual Jews get bombed, get Mm -hmm. rockets shot into their, I mean, we have videos of like children playing at the playground and the sirens start going off and they're just running back to their homes, just leaving strollers and just running. Because like the average time, by the time the alert systems alert the people of the incoming rockets, they have about 90 seconds to respond. (gasps) That's it. 90 seconds. And these iron defense systems are taking out 90% of the rockets, but they have no idea where the other 10% are going to fall. Oh my goodness. So they're just scrambling to get indoors. They're scrambling to get to cover, to bomb shelters, all this type of stuff. And I just don't get it. I don't get how there's any argument. What argument uh, over what? For the people that are fighting Israel. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's a it's a touchy thing, and people are walking on eggshells right now. Why is it touchy? Because of the there's a there's a certain sect of people that believe that the Palestinians, like that Israel came in, declared itself a state. I think this was in, I think it was still in the 1940s, um, like after World War One, mm-hmm. and but the Palestinians were residing there. 
Okay. Now, Israel was there before them. Right. And Palestinians came afterwards. And you have, like, you can go back through history and you can look at Saladin and just right. how, you know, mm-hmm. different Muslims invaders had taken Jerusalem. And it's fine. Right. They conquered. They won. Yeah. But, like, Israel came back in. They needed a Jewish state after what happened in the Holocaust. And so they declared a state of Israel. Okay. And then just kind of formed out from there. So they didn't like that they formed that. So ever since then, they've been in conflict. I mean, this is why they have, um, you know, their uh, uh, two-year mandatory military service for every citizen, Mm -hmm. male or female. Um, I mean, it's... It's sad. They live in constant fear of terrorist attacks. They live in constant fear of these types of of attacks. And and they also live in in fear of the scrutiny that they receive from people that are pro-Palestinian. Wow. Yeah. I think that these people were displaced from their homelands, even though the only people when you come to like negotiations, like peace negotiations, Israel has relinquished land. I mean, the whole Gaza Strip in which Palestinians were getting rockets falling on them from Hamas recently. Oh my goodness. The Gaza Strip was given back to the Palestinians by Israel. Wow. Israel was like, okay, fine. As part of this peace deal, we'll give you the Gaza Strip. This little piece of land that Israel already is a small country. Right. You know, but they're like, fine, I'll give you this part. You want the Gaza Strip? I'll give you the Gaza Strip. And it doesn't matter. Right. Nothing satiates the desire for these people that are calling for the complete destruction of the state of Israel. Yeah. Wow. I and mean, I, I just don't understand. I'm like, where are the advocates? Yeah. Where are the advocates? Like, are is this anti-Semitism real? Because I've never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not Jewish. I've never really been around. I mean, I have Jews in my family, mm-hmm. you know, but like. I've never really been around it to a point where I can truly grasp or understand what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. how there's debate, how there's any arguments going on. But what do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not as learned in all of this, but I think it just comes back to like just the, that people are hateful. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Cause like you think of, I mean, you think of our country and, you know, we just like to put, you know, I mean, I guess I could go back, but, you know, we go back to when there was actually like racism happening, like, and we actually had slaves, you know, right. that was just being hateful towards people. And then finally we got out of that. Yeah. And now we're going into a time, at least in this country, where it's kind of hateful again, where we're like dividing people up now right. according to their race, yeah. which I thought we didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really just goes back to that. They just, they hate those people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. There's no reason why, except for sin, that they just hate. I mean, this just comes down to hate. Like, right. why else would you want to just destroy destroy them and their children well, in sorry. that way? I'm like, going to say something. Like, can't you, can't you, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know a lot about this, but like, can't they like just live together? Like, I know that sounds super ignorant and it probably right. is, but like, that's why America is so was is so great. Right. Because we have all different kinds of people that can live together. Right. We don't want them to be separated. Right. Because then that divide makes lines and divisions and makes more room for hate. 
Because you can say that's those people and we are our people. Mm -hmm. No, if we can all be together. I mean, that's a really simplistic way of looking at it, but. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. I, I mean, think. that is, it's the simplistic but most scientific way to actually look at this. There's no biological differences other than our melanin levels, and our melanin, melanin levels were only developed because of the climates in which we mm. evolved. Mm-hmm. Like, science discounts everything that's being promulgated right now in terms of critical race theory, in terms of, right. you know, all of this dividing and segregation that's mm-hmm. continuing to happen in our universities, that's continued, <laughs> continuing to happen in, you know, Black Lives Matter charters and, and continuing to happen in, man, there's so many corporations that have created like safe spaces for people of different races. Like, my goodness, guys, like we had the separate watering holes. Like right. we have the separate watering fountains, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we did away with that. We got, we got <laughs> rid of that. Isn't it interesting though? And like, and and I'm just making a statement. I'm not declaring this as fact or anything like that. But isn't it interesting how the same people that are pro-Palestinian and are very against the state of Israel are also the same people that are promulgating the race divisions? Mm-hmm. Like you have the same people, and I'm not. I'm literally talking about the same people. I'm not trying to put people into like a box. I'm not trying to say those Democrats. <laughs> like I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are people online that you can look at that are the kind of fathers and and mothers of these new ideas on race Mm. that's going on right now in our country. And then if you look at their uh, tweets, if you look at their articles that they might write, if they're a journalist or something of that nature, that they write on the state of Israel— It's very pro-Palestinian. Now, Palestinians aren't even in this fight right now. That's the strangest thing about it. You have Hamas, which is a long time been a known terrorist organization Mm -hmm. that are used, like I said at the beginning, they are set up, there's video of this, where they are set up inside of like apartment complexes so that Israel can't respond and take out these Because then they'll be killing innocent people. Because then they're going to look like the bad guy killing innocents. You know, in Lebanon, in the south, and then you have, you know, northern interests uh, that are against Israel from Iran. I mean, Iran right now, I mean, they've done this for a long time, but they're they're constantly calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. Mm. Um, It's just a weird, 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 weird thing. And I just think it's prudent of us to look at the people that are calling for something— it, with the race stuff that is so contrary to the dream of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, yeah. So yeah. contrary that men would not be judged on on the basis of their color, but that, that would they would be judged by based the content on, of their character. By the content of their character. Yeah. And we're like, no, the most important thing is your skin color. Yeah, now we're going back to Even that. Even though scientifically, <laughs> biologically— it has zero factor other than like vitamin and like, you know, like vitamin D deficiencies mm. and things of, of that nature that actually have like real world consequences mm-hmm. for differences in skin color. But that has nothing to do with the arguments that we're having about race right now. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Now, you could make arguments that race is a more important factor when it comes to sociological 
issues, people living with each other, mm. you know, interactions, interpersonal communication, interpersonal kind of interactions with each other. I don't mind having those types of conversations, but if we're going to look at it as a whole, as like biological, that's a human and that's a human. Yeah. We're done. I mean, we're done. I mean, I the Palestinians like we- and the Jews, you know, the Israelites. I'm sorry. Humans. Yeah. Humans. And for you to take sides anywhere in any of these conversations is just weird. Mm-hmm. I I literally can't wrap my head around it. And, and I'm not being naive in this, too, because I definitely have hated people. Mm-hmm. And I'm very ashamed of that hate. And I think other people should be ashamed if they're hating one side or the other right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not really an argument. Like, I can understand hating people, but it's shameful. Yeah. In any context. Mm-hmm. You know, in political context, I hate it. Right. I hate it. I'm not a person that, like, right now in our country, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things going on since Joe Biden has become president. Mm-hmm. I said there was a lot of problems when Trump was president. Mm-hmm. You know, these are not my leaders. You know, I have one leader as a Christian, and, my, and that leader is God. Mm-hmm. And I'm responsible for me. Mm-hmm. They're not responsible for my life. And I, I don't want to put all of this responsibility on them. I want to do the best that I can do for my country individually. Yeah. And then basically all I can do is say my piece pray for them, Mm -hmm. and hope for the best. There's literally nothing else we can do. Screaming at each other doesn't do anything to affect change in our country. You focus on yourself and you focus on the individual and taking responsibility for each other and making sure that we can go out and affect change in that way. That's when things will change in our country. Yelling about Oh my gosh, like the gas prices are going up because of Joe Biden. Oh, immigration, thousands of 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 illegal immigrants are coming through the southern border. You know, I could go on. Right. I could go on. I see the issues and and like I'm saying, I'm fine with people saying their piece. Hey, this is bad. $15 right. minimum wage. We've already done the research and it doesn't affect the change that you're hoping for. Right. It sounds good. It doesn't work economically. Mm-hmm. It's going to put a lot more small businesses yeah. out. I think the gone. key, the key with all of that is, is not like, cause I hear what you're saying, like yelling at each other and just blaming each other. That's not going to solve the problem, but you do need to talk about it though. You do need to you bring need to it talk up. Talk about it, but you don't need to yell at no. some other side that you have built up. Yeah. I hate, I hate this this Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, you know, alt-right, leftist jargon. Right. Well, I think it's funny. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, if we're not, I always think because of homeschooling, but with the Pledge of Allegiance, it's like united we stand. But like, that's going to be, I mean, I don't want to be like a negative Nancy here, but you know, if we're not united and we're divided, like we're not going to do very well. And like, we're not going to solve these problems. Right. Like, yeah. So if we're taking sides and we're just blaming each other and we can't, we can never compromise or like work things out just because it's with another side. Like we're not going to get anything done Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to get solved. And, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things that really bothers me and and I was telling you about a comment that I made on my my one friend from college, his he made a post just asking like how much blame should we put on presidents for things happening in our country? And I thought it was a brave question. I think these are the types of questions that we should be asking. Mm-hmm. Because then I was able to, I mean, a lot of people answered and they were very hyper politicized, but like I I just answered and I was like, no one person is to blame for everything. Mm -hmm. I I said, we need to start taking more and more responsibility over our country, of our country, and stop looking to our presidents. Yeah. Yeah. To fix things. Yeah, we look to them like a king or like a... We look to them like a king and then wonder why they act like it. Yeah, yeah. Like we, the whole time that Trump was in office, all I heard was dictator. He's a dictator. He's like Hitler. He's this, he's that. He's going to take over all of this stuff. And then they wonder why it appeared like he acted that way. Right. You know, or or that people followed him in that way mm-hmm. or that people when they voted really thought like this guy is like a dictator. I think he's going mm. to like do a coup and take over the country <laughs> and like all of this stuff, yeah. which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and people will point to January 6th. That, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> we can go through that if you want, like a detailed undertaking of that, but. Yeah, we care so much about January 6th, but we don't care when our cities burn to the ground or (laughs) black-owned communities burn to the ground. Give me a break. But all I'm saying is we look to our leaders like God, Mm -hmm. and then we wonder why there's this religious following around them. We wonder why they are gaining so much power. The executive branch was never— supposed to have as much power as they have today. Yeah. That power is supposed to be in the Senate and in and the House. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we're like, we want our things done. We want things provided to us. So we're like, sure, I'll give you more executive right. power. Yeah. I'll let you have more executive order abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you. And we wonder why this person has the power of a king. Mm-hmm. It's because we let it happen incrementally. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to be very careful of that. And that's the libertarian coming out of me. You know, I, but it's not libertarian in the sense that like, I'm more conservative on that. I like where we started mm-hmm. with the balance of powers. It was slow. It was hard to get anything done. And I think that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was hard to declare war. It was hard to pass a bill that would affect the lives of everyone in the country. It was hard, and that's good. Right. Because then you don't have dictators. Then Mm -hmm. you don't have parties in control. Mm -hmm. Then you don't have all of the things that we're complaining about. Yeah. We've given the power, and then we're wondering why the government has so much power. Right. Right. Uh, That's so true. Yeah. So that's frustrating to me. But just going back to the Israel thing for just a minute, because I think it's it's very important to be talked about uh, just because I don't really – I see a lot of people very silent about it because mm. they know that if they come out like super pro-Israel, which I'm not 
super pro Israel. I'm not like this Christian that's like, yeah, the homeland of Jesus. Like, you know, we need to be for Israel. Like, I don't see that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I hope that those Jews become Christians. Right, right. And accept like that the Messiah had already come that they're waiting for still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, well, I think Christians are are like that. And I don't know where I stand on this because I, I do think that they're still a very special people. But uh I mean, I like God. I think everyone's a special people. Well, everyone's going to go down yeah, that path. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Um, but they, I. This is where I think they get it from in the Old Testament. Like, if you mess with Israel, like you're going to be in trouble. Like, even when God let them be conquered, right. He always punished those nations with how cruel they were to mm-hmm. them. Even after they were conquered, even right. after Israel was conquered. So, like. I mean, God's looking out for them. Um, now, Jesus came, and so now there's salvation for all people, not just the Jews, which he always had in mind. Right. But um, I think the, those are the original people that God picked. So I think that, yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to mess yeah. with them. But I mean— There has to be some type of blessing still on them from when they were chosen. I, I agree with that. I, I don't see anything in the New Testament— in the new covenant that kind of alludes to that. Mm-hmm. I don't even see Jesus talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, like you, I, I don't really fully know where I stand on that. And there are a lot of other smarter people that have talked about it. And I just don't care about that issue right now. Mm-hmm. It's not that important for my life, but uh, a lot of Christians are more pro Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a little nervous about being so pro-Israel on social media, I've noticed. It's mm. kind of like praying for Israel, you know. Right. I mean, people that are even from Israel have gotten crapped on on social media. Oh, wow. Like there's this uh, – the the girl that played Wonder Woman, mm. um, Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. I think is her name. She She like just put out like, hey, my heart's breaking for what's going on in my homeland. Yeah. I mean, she's from Israel. Oh, wow. So like – but but all of these pro-Palestinian people, because she's Hollywood, and Hollywood is very right. left-leaning, and they're very pro-Palestinian, and which is just weird. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, these countries exist now. Would you like to just remove an entire yeah. group of people from the country yeah. that they were born into? Yeah. It would be like us saying, like, to Americans, you know what? It's time for us to go back. And we're a melting pot. So that go back, I don't know where to right, go. Right. Like, I don't totally fall in England. Yeah. I don't totally fall in Germany. Right. I don't totally fall in Italy, where mm-hmm. my mom's side is mm-hmm. from. I don't totally fall anywhere. You know, but but they expect this with the state of Israel to just kind of remove themselves, even though they're a melting pot of Jews from all yeah. over the world mm-hmm. that just came back to seek this refuge right. for Jews. Yeah that were receiving persecution in other places around the world. Mm -hmm. It's a strange thing. There is such a a Jewish persecution that, you know, most obviously with, with the Nazis, you had that, that horrible persecution and, and genocide, but like in so many other places, including America, Mm -hmm. there's this weird anti-Semitic thing that exists and and I don't know if it's a, a a biblical thing. I think it's biblical. You know, I I don't know exactly what it stems from. I mean, 
You get the same. And you know, the other, okay, so here's another interesting thought. So I honestly think that you would get that kind of persecution with Jews specifically because they live out, they live out their faith usually, like a Jew has all their traditions and stuff and they worship, they worship God. Mm -hmm. And Christians do also, and Christians get persecution too. Now you don't see it as much in this country, mostly because this is going to be. You a little, see it all the time. This what is going to be a little about? controversial, but like because it's only the Christians who like actually live out their faith that are persecuted in this country. <laughs> oh, okay. But if you yeah. are a Christian and you accept, how do I say this well? And you just don't actually believe the Bible to be completely true. Right. And you kind of hug everyone else that has other religions or other things that are against the word of God, then you won't be persecuted. Right. Right. So I think there's something that is, that's biblical about following God, Mm -hmm. even though as we believe in, in, in our Christian faith that Jesus, you know, let everyone in and not just Jews, whereas they, um, they don't believe that yet. They're still waiting for the Messiah to come. So, I, I mean, I think that has something to do with it because through all ages, they've been persecuted. Yeah. And um, and then Christians Christians have been since Christ came, since the Messiah right. came. Um, those who live out their faith and Jesus says it in the word of God. They say, you will suffer. You will be persecuted. Yeah. And- uh, Well, it's important to note and, and people can kind of make- of this, what they will. But, you know, if we go back to Old Testament context, and this is only referring to the Arab race and Jews, you know, the Arab race and the Israelites, I mean, they come from the same father. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in their text too. They all come from Abraham. Um, Ishmael was the son of Abraham and his servant. Hagar, yeah. Hagar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a sad story. It's extremely sad because at one point he sends Hagar and Ishmael away mm-hmm. um, because he had another son yeah. with uh, with his wife, Sarah. And uh, yeah, so Hagar and, and Ishmael go off. But one of the key verses, and a lot of people point to this, um, make again, make of it of what you will, there are smarter people that talk about this, this verse, but it basically says, you know, Ishmael will grow up to be like a wild ass, always kicking at, yeah. you know, the Israelites. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. he will always be aggressive towards that people. And that's really where it stems from. And, and I think there's some truth to that because yeah. you can see it throughout history. Mm-hmm. There's always been an Arabic um, group of people that have either taken over the Jews, that have persecuted the Jews, that have, you know, yeah, it's it's historical. Yeah, it's historical, and it's. I think it's just. I think it's interesting, and I think it's something to kind of put in the back of your mind when you're looking at a lot of these issues. But but going back to the you know kind of the persecution that. Jews and Christians both experience, it's very disproportional to any other religion out there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, you have some communist countries that just don't like any religion. Mm-hmm. You know, you had like the Soviet Union that just kicked all of the Orthodox Christianity that existed there, pushed them underground. You know, Catholicism was gone. Uh, if if it really existed there, I'm not sure about Catholicism in Russia, but, you know, and then you had China and now they're against every religion. I mean, they're very against Christianity, number one, but then they're also very against Buddhism. Mm. Uh, they don't even like Tibet, like the Tibetan monks and different things like that. They don't even allow them to be like a part of their lexicon. Mm. Like they're not talked about. They're not allowed to be in any movie that's oh, watched. Wow. They just want to forget about these people, which is weird. But overall, worldwide, it is this Jew-Christian persecution that just kind of happens across the board. And I think it's I think it's necessary for people to just be aware of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have some awful things happening in some Muslim countries where, like, if you're homosexual— you know, you get thrown off rooftops. Or if you're in Iran, you know, the more humane option is if you're homosexual, they force you to transition Mm. to the opposite gender so that you can be in the relationship that you desired through your sexuality, but just now as a transitioned male. Oh, my. Yeah. Real nice. Um, No activists care about that, though. Uh, And then... And and then during, like, especially, we saw this most recently with ISIS. You know, when ISIS was, uh, during the Obama administration, when it was just kind of ravaging through Syria and ravaging into Iraq and, and things of that nature, you had extreme religious persecution going on uh, because they were fundamentalists yeah. in their, well, they were radicals, but they were fundam- fundamentalist radicals um, that, I mean... Christians were beheaded on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, it was it was wild, burned. Uh, it, it's it's wild. It's wild. But there's something to be aware of, and to I think it, it's imperative to always ask when you see things going on of this nature, this especially this violent mm-hmm. of a nature. It's always important to ask why. Yeah, just ask why. Well. <laughs> I mean, I just think, I think it's interesting because, I mean, I don't even know if, I mean, why, I guess that's a good question to ask, but I don't know if that is the right question to ask because. What would you ask? There's no, like, there's no reason that we should be violent in that way to another human being. Of course. Like, there's just no reason. Right. And uh, now if someone has made, like, done and and then uh, I'm about to say this, but then I can see how you can twist this as well. Like, you know, someone does a crime and they should go to jail or yeah. something. Um, but then you could say, what is a crime? <laughs> and, you know, it really, it, it just, something that Jordan Peterson said actually in an interview that I listened to with you a little while back, okay. but he said something that I think it was really well said. I'll probably butcher it. But he said like, as soon as we start making like these, someone else is the enemy mm-hmm. or someone else is the villain. Yeah. That's where we need to stop right there. And just, I don't, I don't know what question we ask, but we can just say n- stop. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. stop. Like not you even, need to, not even, okay. So not even ask the question. There's like, no, should this person be yeah, a villain? Should there's this no person justification. Be 
like even even you know i i'm very passionate about like when you know about against trafficking especially sex trafficking mm. and like you know there's a lot of things going on overseas and i mean here here too but like where there's like a mass like rape that's just accepted by governments and like that burns me up and i yeah. i automatically like it's very easy for me to villainize those people who are doing that because oh. it is yes it yeah. is but even with that said it wouldn't be right yeah. To wish that upon them or their children. Mm-hmm. And you're, <laughs> so we need to stop there as soon as we start to villainize those other people, because that's where we start to go down the same road that, that they go down. Right. And not to say that we don't stand up for what is right and for what is just. Right. But <laughs> as soon as you villainize someone, you're in, you're in the wrong place. And I think that's where we've gone wrong with all of these things. We, we're making divisions to the point of villainizing other people. And then we can justify the horrendous things that are being done. Like at what point did those people that are doing these awful things, let's just use the Palestinians to the Israelites. Like at what point did this, you know, terrorist group get to in their own hearts to think that this is good and that this is okay to bomb children and and people just over land. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't even if they even if it is justly their land, which I don't think it is. Um, there is no reason for that. There's no reason for that. The, the Jewish people aren't doing something awful to them that they should do that. Right. So it's just like. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't know the solution, but you definitely have to stop yourself. If you find your own personal mind and heart villainizing someone else, there's something wrong there. Yeah. And you can't just continue to go down that road or then you're going to be just like the people that you think are so awful. Yeah. I don't think there's any place for, and this sounds corny, but there's no place for hate in a civilized world. Mm -hmm. There's not. There's no place for hate. Yeah. And right now, we live in this weird state of trying to make the world a better place through hate. Yeah. Like almost shaming people and hating them into their place. Yeah. Like yeah. what kind of what kind of like, world is that? Let's get together as many as we possibly can and let's hate all over this person. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, this is how we bring about change? <laughs> is that how we bring about positive change? Yeah. Hmm. And any time that you've ever looked at a government or, you know, leaders that are trying to accomplish goal or gain power or anything like this, there's always an other mm-hmm. that they're targeting. You yeah. know, it, it it's disgusting. But if you if you go back and you look at some of the propaganda of the Nazis that was being distributed out to the German people, mm-hmm. kind of a little even before the rise of the Nazis uh, as a political party and mm-hmm. as a movement in that country this propaganda was already being distributed yeah by the party yeah and i mean just the way that they painted Jews the way that they made it seem like they were taking all of the economic interests away from the german people <laughs> it's 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 sickening 
but we have to remember that it's real. Yeah. And and the same ways in which humans were deceived then, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago, people are still alive that existed then. Mm-hmm. Those same ways are being used now to turn people against others and to make others hate right. other people. And it's not okay. No. It's not okay. Like, I I don't even like terms like, like woke. And, I mean, I've heard some people use, like, the elite. I've heard, like, so many different names mm-hmm. that people are trying to pinpoint the right name to call these people that just gang up and, and just dump loads of hate. Yeah. On people and try to get them to lose their jobs and to, you know, kill themselves or, Mm -hmm. you know, all all manners of evil if we're really going to come down to it. But it it really is just, they're just mean. Mm -hmm. And we need to just start calling it what it is. Those people are mean. Right. They're bullies. Right. And And point point out what they're doing. Right. Like, like. If we all if we all ganged up in the comment section of someone that's being canceled and just said, you guys are mean. Yeah. I was going to use other words, but it might sound hateful. You know, you guys are mean. Right. right. Stop being mean. Yeah. We need to. So that's the other that's the other thing. Right. So when we notice those who maybe, I mean, this is a. When you like, we have to not be fearful too. I feel I feel like what you talk about what was happening to the Jews with the Nazis and stuff. I'm sure that there was a lot of people who didn't agree, but were scared. Yeah. And like we, like I hope. I mean, I hope that I'll be able to, like, I want to be someone who is not scared to be like hated because I stand up for other people. Right. And um, but we have to because when you see like our culture or other people like bullying someone else or being super hateful towards someone else. Even if you don't agree with, maybe, maybe you partly agree with them. I don't know. But like, we have to stand up and like stop that and talk and like say something so that the whole world doesn't think that everyone thinks this way. Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens so much. There's just a small group of people who hate and then everyone is so scared to be, feel that hate that they just keep their mouth shut. And then just, it seems like the majority, you know, agree with this point of view. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And we never put ourselves in like, I've done this. We never put ourselves fully in that other person's shoes and be like, gosh, they're probably going through the worst time of their life. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody that's gotten canceled, even if they're in the wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they're not. Yeah. But even if they did something just abhorrent Mm -hmm. and they're canceled. Yeah. You know, even though we maybe don't even have any court cases or know if the truth is out, it just, it looks bad. Yeah. I'll even say that. I won't even say abhorrent because that's putting actual guilt on people that we don't know. Usually Mm -hmm. we usually don't know. We're just like, I think this person is a scumbag. Right. We've never met this person, but from what we see in the media, it seems like, yeah, I may even like that person at one time, but like right now I don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because the the gang, the mob told me I shouldn't. Yeah. So we need to cancel this person. And you're just like, gosh, you put that person, you put that person's spouse, you put that person's kids through the worst time of their mm-hmm. lives. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You made the world permanently marred one them. less 
person of a better place. Yeah. yeah. You're not canceling and making a better place. You're literally removing and completely destroying that person from being better than they were. Oh, yeah. And their family. So now you were <laughs> removed from the pool of jerks that already exist in this world. You've removed one that maybe had some potential to grow and become a better person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. The ratio is off now. Right. And it just skews more mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love what you said, though. I, I I think everyone struggles with it. Everyone struggles with it, but hate is so toxic mm-hmm. to you, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, man, <laughs> you just think of all the examples of people, like just take trafficking, for example. Just like the people that have gone through trafficking and that have been rescued Mm -hmm. and the ways in which they've been able to find the strength to forgive the people Mm. that held them in captivity. Yeah. And put them through the most horrific experience of their life. Like, we have no excuse for the petty things that we hold on to and say, I deserve to hate this person. Yeah. I am in the right. I am totally righteous Mm -hmm. in my hate. Yeah. (laughs) It makes, I mean, for for my head, since I believe in in the Bible and I believe that Jesus is the Savior, I mean, it always points back to him because even the word hate, like as you're talking, I'm like, people could be thinking right now, as you're talking and as I'm talking, that like, we're hateful. Because we think that certain things are wrong because the Bible says it's wrong. And, you know, like all these things, they could be thinking, well, you have no room to talk because you yourself is hate. You know, like we are hateful. Mm. And um, which which the word of God would say, actually, no, (laughs) that's not true at all. Um, And that's that's how it point. It always points back to Jesus because it's really only in him. Can you fully understand like what love is? Mm -hmm. Because some things that like a Christian don't get me wrong, Christians are human, so sometimes they do say things in the wrong way or they just say something that's wrong. But, like, we are to love people with truth. And sometimes truth doesn't feel nice, but it really is the balance, though. Right. That love and that truth is the balance that keeps people from actual hate, mm-hmm. um, which destroys you. Yeah. And, uh I mean, it just, it, it just, I, everything that happens in this world, as I get older and I, I learn more, I'm like, man, <laughs> Jesus, we need Jesus so much because, um, yeah, without that understanding, or even, even if you want to take Jesus out of it, if you just have decided that you just don't under, you don't believe that right now, um, that foundation that he built of love, you know, it, it, it yeah. can't, you can't go against that. No. You just can't. No, um, you'd be hard pressed to. argue You would be very that. hard pressed <laughs> to argue the love that he presents. Love thing. If you read it's the like, Gospels gosh. and you read the things that he said, man, he was um, high high standards here. But it was high standards. But this this philosophy of love permeates through all of our discourse. Mm-hmm. We all want to get to this place where everybody, you know, loves. I mean, we have these slogans that don't make a lot of literal sense but like (laughs) love is love 
you know, and there's a lot yeah. of contextual stuff to that. But like, yeah, love is love in the right context and defined correctly. Right. You love def- is yeah. love is love. And that is the final fight. You know, like that is the thing worth dying for. Yeah. And and we're just kind of like we're 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 sleeping with the uh you know the slutty second of hate right now mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of the the beautiful bride that we have in love we're just choosing to just kind of give ourselves over to hate mm-hmm. and just be like do what you want with me yeah and it's like let's not continue to sell ourselves short of what could actually bring about lasting change yes. if we decided to love each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, let's stop dividing ourselves by race. Let's love each other. Right. Let's stop, you know, pitting one side against another in these world conflicts. Let's love each other and say, how can we get to love in this yeah. scenario? You know, whatever else you want to bring into the arena, you know, in into the into the fight. Let let's see how these two things can get to love. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm getting tired of the hate. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. You know, I've done a lot of soul searching because I am very hateful, mm-hmm. and I'm naturally inclined. Maybe we all are are naturally inclined to first react and hate. Yeah, I think I think we're all naturally like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I've done a lot of soul searching lately and that soul searching has led me further away from politics. I try to stay informed, mm-hmm. but I I try to stay out of the fight, the hateful fight yeah. that exists. It's very easy to get sucked into. Uh, yeah, well, and when people try to bring that type of stuff up, like, I don't, uh, you have to be careful. Like, you don't want to get mad at them because mm-hmm. what are you doing then? Yeah. What are we doing? Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to hate. You're an idiot! You know, <laughs> like, no, come on. Uh, like, yeah. I need to act in love with the people that want to bring division that that want to yeah. constantly be like oh the republicans oh the democrats all oh, the you yeah. know all this all that <sighs> let's take a step back mm-hmm. and let's look how we can lead with love to better our country yeah yeah and that's such a corny thing gosh but it's so true it's so true and it's actually it does sound corny but it's actually the hardest thing to do it is well, like I said, <laughs> our natural inclination is to hate, yeah. you know, be, and I, I think it's hate always comes from fear. Mm-hmm. And we so when we fear something because we're either not knowledgeable about it or, you know, whatever the factor is that's making us afraid of a people group, that's making us afraid of, you know, government overreach or or lack of government or whatever it is that is making us fearful, we choose to just get to hate because somehow that, excuse me, that feels, we feel protected Yeah, there. You know, we feel like our, our defenses and our attack positions are up and yeah. ready to go. 
Well, it's, it's you know? easier. It's easier to blame other people than to take ownership yourself. Yes. And it's easier to blame than to forgive other people too. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's easier. It's just easier. Yeah. Because yeah, man, we much. would we would get a lot further, especially with this whole cancel culture, a lot further if we forgave people. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't hold people accountable if they actually come through the law system and they did something wrong. Right. Then we don't want other people to get hurt. Right. That would be love. We don't want other people to get hurt, so something should happen with them right. so that they don't hurt other people. But we can forgive them, right? And then they have to deal with what they did, right? Um. And that, yeah, I mean, I feel like that would solve a lot of problems. We would be able to maybe find solutions because we wouldn't just be blaming each other. And we would be like, okay, well, you did do that wrong. I did this wrong. I forgive you. You forgive me. Okay, well, what's the best solution then? Mm -hmm. You know, but we don't do that. We just, we want to be right. We're prideful. We don't want to forgive. We don't want to admit we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's something that I want to start praying more for myself personally. And I want to start praying for the leaders in my country that when they make mistakes, that they take responsibility. Yeah. And I also want to get better at celebrating when they accomplish something great. Yeah. And when I accomplish something great. Yeah. I think that's, that is so important is that we take responsibility for our own lives. Mm -hmm. Mistakes and all. Yeah. And we celebrate when we do something great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so important to do that. And and I want to do that when Biden does something great. Mm-hmm. When Joe Biden does something great, I want to celebrate with him because a win for him should be a win for our country. Yeah, if we're unified. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it needs to be a win. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <gasps> need to be a political move. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a good move there, you know. Yeah. No, I, like it needs to benefit the whole, and I'll be like, "Good man, yeah, I'm glad, thank yeah. you." Um, yeah, yeah, that that is that is hard. But we do. We need to take responsibility, also. Yeah, we need to take ownership, and 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 you can't lead in love. You can't you can't love at all if you if you're not in control of yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if your emotions don't control you, if your emotions control you, you won't lead in love. Right, right. You have to be in control of your body, your mind, your emotions Amen. before love can actually be yeah. the thing that you're pursuing and the thing that you're leading with. That's so true. That could be a lesson in itself, man. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, this is off topic, but I've, I used to be controlled by my emotions and I've learned that you don't have to be, and I'm so thankful for that. But I feel like I feel like a majority of people don't know that. Like I that feel you like don't a majority. Yeah, I feel like mm. a major like a large majority. And I could be wrong because I'm not. I haven't like studied this, but <laughs> it seems to me like a large majority of people feel like they are just given over to their mind and their emotions, and that they don't have control. Like basically, like it's their excuse. Like well. I feel this way or yeah. I think this way and it is going to be that way forevermore. And like, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, I feel that would be, that would be helpful for our communities and our country if we weren't um, controlled by our emotions and, and our, our, uh, the whims of our, our mind, you know, mm. 
Well, every thought we think, if we think that's always true and right, then yikes. Yeah. I see this all <laughs> the time. I see this all trouble. the time. When we, when we lead with our emotions, we get a lot of places. We get a lot of places in our country and, and we get a lot of, and we get to a lot of, we get deeper in our ignorance. Mm. It's really hard when you lead with your emotions to come back from that. Yeah. And I've seen so many people on social media and I've seen so many people on, you know, even just in, in personal conversations where they lead with their emotions Mm -hmm. and then they don't know how to get back. Yeah. You know, once, once revelation comes or someone, you know, in our conversation, I'll say something, they're like, Oh yeah. I guess I never actually looked into this topic, mm-hmm. so I was completely wrong. It takes a lot of humility it, to get back. It needs. It takes a lot of humility, and that's a large ship to turn around yeah. because your emotions are a huge part of who you are, and they're an important part right. of who, who yes. you are. Yes. But if you let them lead your life, it's a big ship. It's yeah. a big ship to turn around. Yeah. But humility, like you said, is, is the first step. Um, knowledge is in there you know, obtaining more knowledge about things before you let your emotions make a decision on something right. will will keep you out of trouble Yes, a lot. Yes. How, just uh, having the, the wherewithal of yourself and being able to say, okay, I feel this way, yeah. but it might not be true. And to just be okay with that and to, yeah. to be able to, to learn more and kind of, um, instruct your emotions and, and, uh, Tell them what is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, yep. with with knowledge, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add or should we wrap it up? I think that's good. All right. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Just Breathing Home Edition. I hope you'll come back on Monday for Just Breathing. Or no, wait. Ah, I messed it up. This is Just Breathing with Lot and Lungs. <laughs> You're so used to it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to Just Breathing with Lord and Lungs. I hope you'll join us. This is where I was going on Mondays when we have another episode of Just Breathing Home Edition. Um, hope to be back in this studio more. I love having conversations here. I love my table. It's Mr. very nice uh, table. Mango's woodworking shop. And um, I ho- hope to get him on the, the podcast yeah. at some point. He's a, he's a fun person to talk to. He's one of my coworkers at my full-time job. I talk to him every day now so we won't have any issues no. talking to each other so hopefully i'll be able to get him on the podcast and he could sit at his creation yes, at least one time in its home environment yes yes and i have to get some more people on here um just to have different different conversations uh hope you enjoyed this conversation before you go make sure that you like this video subscribe to the page i want to get those subscribers up so we have more of a community that are watching these videos and that way in the future I could do more live stuff with you guys Uh, hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video goes up if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or somewhere else make sure that you subscribe and follow us and we will catch you on the next video love you all bye bye